0: Ladies and gentlemen, they and them of all races and subclasses, welcome to this Dungeon is Occupied podcast. My name is Illadine, or huh, I'm not Illadine, sorry. I'm taking over for Illadine for a moment. And together with Thorne and Illadine, as your dungeon-occupying story weavers, we wish to help you as players in Dungeon Masters, new, veteran, or aspiring with questions and ideas for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. In this episode, we will discuss creating a spellcaster at level three. So, without further ado, here are my co-hosts. <laughs> well done,
1: Robbie. Well done.
2: For a first time, not bad. Yeah, <clears throat> that
1: was uh, that was well recovered. <laughs> my name's Iladine. Wait, no. <laughs> no, I'm taking over. Um, yeah. So that's what we're doing today. We're we're making a character. Um, Do we Uh, want...
2: Kind of of a repeat of our other episode, but this time it's spellcaster because uh, I guess the audio on our other episode kind of sucked. We apologize.
1: Yeah. Uh, We figured out a couple of different ways to edit and to uh, record uh, individually on our microphones instead of as a group because that was my issue on being able to record. If I turned myself down, uh, I turned everyone else down. So now we don't do that anymore. Um, I someone today.
0: Like, oh my God, give me your number. And I was
1: like, no. Awesome, Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Just turning people down left and right. like it. Um, <laughs> so, so we're going to make a spellcaster. So do we want to do wizard, sorcerer, or warlock. I mean, yes, clerics and paladins technically have spells, but eh. <laughs> well, no, right.
0: so, <laughs> um, but they are spellcasters. I mean, like clerics at least at least should get a fair shake cuz paladins are like half casters and like I mean, if we're if we're not going to include paladins, then like we can't include like warlocks or yeah. bards. Because they're like half. Well, warlocks are weird. Um, they're not like they're spellcasters, but they get like they like
1: they have like half caster spell list because they get all this like weird stuff. Like, well, chemical. I mean to be fair, every class technically has a spellcaster. I mean, even even the barbarian that we did, Glorio uh, Goldwing, she was technically a spellcaster after level three because she got wild magic.
0: Oh, druids! Don't forget druids.
1: Yeah, and Rangers. Uh almost all of the Rangers have uh half casting abilities. Even Rick had uh oh. uh spells. He never used them. Yeah. But <laughs>
2: I did. From time to time.
1: Yeah, after like Not a year. Awful. Yeah. It was like after a year and everyone was dying and you were like, Oh, I've got like this thing that heals. <laughs> <laughs> and I Yeah either, it even Rose haven't. On, so. Yeah. I even had to uh to take a look at your, your uh spell your character sheet when uh, you were like, Yeah, I've got this thing to heal. I was like, No the fuck you don't. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think that we should do a wizard. Because if we're gonna do a spellcaster maybe the hardest be, one to do. Yeah, we might as well do a try and true like Overcomplicated
1: um <laughs> master. I dig it I was so, hoping, so, it's so much easier yeah but I, I think I, you know for the listeners uh that are new I think uh building a wizard is probably better
0: yeah like I mean building a wizard I feel like would would really wizards don't get like a fair shape don't I don't know like they like everybody's like wants to be a sorcerer because they want to be like Harry Potter. Hey, true. I don't know. this is Sorry.
1: true. That's alright. Oh. Hydrax.
0: Yeah, the dog yeah. has discovered how to lift the uh how to lift the uh, the hood to the trash can
1: and is being a raccoon. <laughs> trash pandas. Okay. Yeah. So uh just like with any character. Um, the first thing that I typically do, if I already know what class I'm going to do and I already know what race I'm going to do, uh, I Wait, do stats. Do? Oh, well, I don't. We, I don't know what we're doing. But when I'm building a character, I typically already know what race and, and class I want to do, or at least that's how I start. Um, so we can, we can talk about, we already have the class, wizard, duh, uh, but what race do we want to do?
0: I am going to submit my um, my two cents no. up here for <laughs> a for a changeling. Oh Lord! Okay. Because you applied the tail, don't you? I changelings are a underrated, underused race, and I wish we would we would use them I Okay. Well, see- let
1: me make Let me let me be devil's advocate here, though. Uh, changelings aren't in the PHB. Um and players handbook for what people don't right, you know the, the players. Handbook. Yeah. Players handbook.
0: <laughs> okay, but half works aren't
1: in the player's handbook either. True. <laughs> this is true. I mean, I guess like I, I was gonna make the argument that like, you know, it would be easier if we're if we're building a character in D for new people to just start with the player's handbook and maybe uh, the supplementals, like Xanathar's Guide to Everything and um, Tasha's Cauldron, but yeah, I mean, cha- I'm good with changeling, I suppose. What about you, Thorn? It's fine. All right.
2: Okay, Robbie. Now explain to the listeners what a changeling is. Oh, and okay. remind, because not everybody's going to know this. Yes, these, a lot of these people are getters.
0: So. Changelings are a really interesting race. Um, They're, uh, they're basically humanoids who exist as, as full forms um, of like, they're, they're basically um, emotionless, like emotionless um, colorless uh, beings who take on and shift the form, shift forms with like their thoughts. Um, Changelings have the gift of like emotional artistic expression and they're like they're very good at like so think like Mystique. Mystique can shift her form and basically Changelings can take on the forms of people that they that they meet. And they're really good spies, grifters, and wizards because we're using them for wizards.
1: Uh, (laughs) And for legal purposes that's Mystique from Marvel from MCU. Oh um, God, I Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> not Mystique. I, I meant to say
0: Plastic. Like, mm. <laughs> like yeah, like the obscure comic. Book I think
1: from- I think we just have to give credit where credits due So as long as we say Mystique from Marvel, I think we're fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, changelings. But uh, if anyone's ever heard the so changelings have a very rich history. Um, if anyone's ever heard the legends about like uh, changelings, um, it's like the fae come into your house and you have like a beautiful plump newborn child and um, they take it and they put their um weird um uh colorless like morphing thing in in its place and they leave the child to be raised by other races where it takes the form of the baby they just took (laughs) and so that's essentially the same the same way they go because changelings have like three paths they're born out of in uh in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, They're either raised in like full changeling communities where their true nature is like an open secret to everybody Um, or they're orphans um, switched out for other races and they kind of like figure themselves out in the world or they're like nomadic changelings which are like, they travel from place to place and they usually keep their true nature hidden because like I said, changelings are mostly used for spy work and um, intrigue and espionage so it's very hard for them to kind of blend into communities also since changelings don't have an original form they like don't have a sense of identity like other races do so changelings typically um use masks and personas that they like come up with um the mask can be like a brief history with like no depth or it can be like an insane like uh, breakdown of someone's like character um history and beliefs they can create like a whole new person or they could just you know take the take someone's place in the world so yeah yeah which is why changelings get charisma scores of two and they get an additional score of their choice of one which gives you the variety of like
1: oh okay so then that brings up a good question because i pulled up a different one which uh changeling source are you using
0: Oh, I'm using the updated changeling source. So the there used to be a bunch of changeling options, um, but those were all um, those were all uh, scrapped. For when Eberron came out, they they collabed into one changeling race, and then it was reprinted in Tasha's Guide. Got it. That's the that's one. That's the one we're one. using.
1: Okay. All so
0: right. Yeah, you get a charisma score of a two and one additional score of your choice. Since we're building a wizard, it would probably be a safe bet to make your intelligence score the higher one, you know, because you're a wizard. Well, why Why is that, Ronnie? Right? Well, we haven't developed our new changelings, um, like, backstory yet. So that's part of it. But... Um, the raising the intelligence score w- might be a good idea because as a wizard, the intelligence is how you cast your spells. And you know, I know I know, we talk a lot about like, like building the character for like the stats thing, but as a wizard, you're already really squishy. So like putting your like best foot forward might be a, ba- a good option. I'm just saying.
2: When you say squishy, folks, it means that you're basically a punching bag. Physically, you're not going to be very powerful. But one thing we got to re-explain in case the the first episode, the, the listeners skipped the first time we did this. Uh, when we do our uh, attribute scores, uh, I know the way I like to do it, and, I, and everybody pretty, here pretty much agrees, we'd like to do the roll the four D6s, take one away, uh, take the lowest one away, and that's your score. Yeah, that's true. Do it, and exactly. I mean you can do point by, you can do a uh, you know stuff like that. But we like the rolls better.
1: Yeah, and I think we'll actually do a um, episode on the pros and cons of the three ways of doing it. Which, for those of you who don't know, is the forty six, the point by, uh, or the standard array, or hero array, depending on which version you're looking at. But we'll probably do a full... I mean, we could talk forever on just why we absolutely hate Point Buy and why the other two are better and why we love the dice rolls (laughs) in general.
0: I I think I told a story about why I hate Point Buy last time.
1: You did. And I I don't know how well it came out on uh, the... uh...
0: If you want to, go ahead and tell it again. Yeah. Oh, it's because I knew this guy... Um, and he, like, his character was absolutely... So, like, I appreciate characters that are built around, like, a story and, like, good role play and everything. But, like, his character kept, like, was unable to hit a rock. Like, I mean, like, it was just... I, I kept looking at his character character sheet and I was like, how come your stats are so strange? And his, his stats were all over the place. And I'm like, how'd you get those? And it turns out that he did point by and he just bought into only the stats that this character was going to need and didn't, like, put it into anything else. And he was a monk. So he basically put all his stats into his dexterity and his strength, but he was also, like, a minor spellcaster. And so when he would try to, like, cast a spell, he couldn't hit anything. He was also really squishy. And, like, even though he could – even though it was hard to hit him, when he got hit, his his HP would just drop. Like, and it was just – one of those things where, um, where balancing that's balancing issues. Uh, yeah, balancing issues, especially for new players who don't understand like the complexities of uh of putting your 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 stats into different areas to try to, to try to balance out your character to at um, least be
1: above average. <laughs> yeah,
0: like you, like I get you want to be like a super strong like character because your your character's like strong and edgy and strong, but like um. You still need to have a high, you still need to have like somewhat of an intelligence score, or else you're just a walking muscle, you know? Like,
1: yeah. So, with that being said, we're, we'll do the, the 46. Uh, Robbie, if you would like to do the honors for those, I,
0: I shall do
1: the honors
0: um, because I have this thing right in front of me. Okay. All right.
1: And now, what uh, what some people do. Uh, which is a throwback to tradition of where Thorn and I came from. Uh, It used to be the ultimate evil way of just rolling the 4d6 and going down the line. You got what you got for your charisma. You got what you got for your strength, et cetera, et cetera. You just went down the straight down. Um, But nowadays, especially 5e, I think 4e did the same thing, but it's been wildly accepted that we just roll the... Uh, 4d6, the, the six times for your stats, and then you pick and choose and you place them where you want. And that's what we're going to do. <laughs>
0: yeah. because By far, it's the parrot. Yeah. So um, we did pretty good. Um, we got a 15, a 9, a 13, a 14, a 14, and a 12. Okay. So it's like a nice little... Wow.
1: That's actually just a little bit better than Standard Array. Exactly. So that's and not bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, it's a wizard. I mean, wizards have all the things that
1: could... It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so one thing that I tell uh, new players, um, and uh, Robbie will have to do another episode uh, as a after-action report for our escapades at San Japan and Adventures League. Uh, oh, but one yeah, of them. There is a lot of
0: tea there. We to, uh.
1: <laughs> well, and just talking about the good stuff too. But uh, when we did the um, character creation, uh, I helped at that table as well. Um, the uh, The easiest way that I told people how to to pick their or their stats was just go to the quick build and the the quick build in the player's handbook uh, underneath the uh, the class. Uh, class and race, they have a little thing, and it says if you're a wizard, put intelligence as your first one, and it goes on from there. So just looking at the the quick build helps, kind of like if you don't know exactly what stat you want your highest, the quick build's the easiest. Once you get used to wow. it, once you get used to it, and you start having fun uh, with your characters, you can purposely make a wizard suck and make your dump stat your intelligence for roleplay purposes. But that's Something that you have to know getting into it—that <laughs> you're absolutely gonna be atrocious in battle, but your role play is gonna be hilarious. So,
2: and, and that—that's definitely for uh, players that have been playing for a while, mm-hmm. because it, there's nothing like having the greatest role playing character in the world and just getting mopped up in every combat. <laughs> it's atrocious. <laughs> so much fun when you know what you're doing yeah
1: it it just gets the giggles out it's it is a fun time um and that is an idea for you guys if you're listening um you can dump stat your most important stats and you know i mean like in in this case for a wizard you could have him just whiff every single spell and the other players could be like did you did you really go to the wizard academy is that or are you just lying to us like i I, you talk a big game but i'm not seeing it (laughs)
2: You can throw it back to like Dragons in the Bottom, Twilight, and yeah. uh, with uh, the wizard that your friend, uh passed and all them. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, His I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He like goes to catch a huge spell and like chicken feathers come out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. the kind of thing I'm talking about. Yeah. It could be a blast.
1: That's the role play, but if you're if you're into the combat side of things more and it, and it depends on each each table but if you're really worried about your character dying or if you're worried about being quote unquote useful in combat, um, definitely don't do that um definitely put your best foot forward as Robbie said um and that quick build is a nice quick easy way to look at it and see like oh intelligence is my my biggest one and wisdom is my second biggest great okay so in this is instance we rolled a 15 so the 15 is going to be our in- intelligence. And then 14 for wisdom. And we can plug and play the rest of them. Uh Robbie, what do you think our dump stat should be? Our nine. Our nine. Um, that's a difficult one.
0: But I believe that our nine should be our constitution.
1: I like it. Ooh. Glass Cannon.
0: Yeah, like. Because, like, I don't want to take away the intelligence and wisdom, because the Wizards thing is that they, like, they're going to school to learn magic. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously they have, I mean, it's not that they're, like, super intelligent. Like, I mean, it is that they're super intelligent, but just because you're going to college does not making you super intelligent. It right. could be ob- obligatory. But, like, I feel like they would learn, like, like minor
1: skills in intelligence and wisdom.
0: While they were in school.
1: I, so, I agree. Because, I mean, you know, when I went to college, uh, you know, n- no offense to my college or my schooling. But, I mean, I learned more about how to think than my actual degree. It was more of, like, these. this is how I could research and this is how I can learn to think for myself as opposed to our public school. But we won't get into politics. <laughs> uh, Ever. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, that, that is a, a good point, Robbie. That we would at least have a, a decent wisdom score. That's why I was thinking the 14 for wisdom, so definitely our nine for constitution. And then, since he's a glass cannon, Thorne, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you think dexterity would be the 12 since he's he's probably not that yeah. athletic. <laughs> no,
2: but it, being a changeling, there's a there's a of athletics there true just because the body the 12 would be I think would work well
1: yeah
0: all right that's 12 in dexterity and, and that leaves uh, charisma would, and strength charisma and strength we put the uh 15 in intelligence right yes and then so, we, put yeah. 13, or we put a 14 in wisdom correct all right then another 14 should go into chari- oh yeah another 14 should go into charisma okay and then 13 in strength.
1: 13 in strength. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Cool. Um. All right. Cool. Okay. So now that we have our stats, uh, as Robbie was pointing out, um, there's these things called class features and race features. Um, and so the race features, as Robbie was saying earlier, you get a charisma score increase of two. And then in addition, you can, with one other ability score, you can increase it by one our it's your choice so our charisma was 14 so now it goes up to 16 which i would think being the smart choice would be the additional one to be intelligence for our our spell casting wouldn't it yeah one i think so okay so our 15 changes to 16 and our 14 for charisma changes to 16
0: but uh, changelings also get their changeling instincts,
1: which um, gives them
0: skills in deception, insight, intimidation, and persuasion. Well, two of those. Yeah, two of those. Um, so changelings are inherently um, the reason. through them for that is changelings are inherently deceptive because of their their shapeshifting abilities. Um, they're also very insightful because they are they are they do shapeshift. And understand what that looks like, and they understand what deception looks like. So they're able to kind of gleam into other people's deceptions as well. Um, intimidation is the ability is their ability to already be inherently intimidating because if you're shape shifting into somebody, somebody is already like terrified of you. <laughs> like they're like, oh no, like you're becoming my great grandmother.
1: Now that's was, there. I could also be a devil's advocate there, though. If we didn't want to choose intimidation to try and uh, intimidate people into believing our deceptions, we could also persuade them.
0: Exactly. So,
1: so uh, I guess Thorn be the deciding factor. We have we. I guess we have a consensus on deception being one of the proficiencies, and then you get a choice of insight, intimidation, or persuasion to choose from Thorn.
2: Exactly. Insight.
1: You like insight? Okay.
2: I like insight because I like the, because we can deceive people, but insight also can tell when people are lying and their motivation behind it. Fair enough. And I think, I think it's a good thing for, especially as a spellcaster, to be able to read people. that's a good point.
1: And then we get uh, down to languages. We can speak, read, and write in common. Uh, and two other languages of our choice. I always like having some form of Sylvan, whether it's actually Sylvan or if it's Elvish. Um, or even uh, Fae. Because those three languages uh, have very similar it's kind of like latin <laughs> it's it's a base language so so yeah if um if the dm rules it the way i would if uh if somebody is talking in sylvan but you only speak english or i mean elvish um you uh can make an intelligence role to deduce at least some form of the conversation as opposed to just not understanding at all if they're talking you know if they're speaking dwarvish you're, you're shit out of luck but if they're closely related i would rule that you could at least try just like spanish to italian or something um there's a few words that are common so what two languages would we like i i usually vote for like elvish or or sylvan so
2: that's usually one of my first choices too, is, is silver or, or Elvish because I played with several DMs that do the same thing. We'll let you roll on a the basis of Sylvan to Elvish. Well, what's that's the... Uh,
0: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, what was the uh, back... Uh, what's, uh, we're choosing the languages, but shouldn't we like make the backstory before we choose the languages?
1: Uh, you well, argue, yeah, you could definitely argue for that. Um, so we can save the languages then so that we can go into um, the wizard part of building the character first, and then we'll come back to languages. So we'll put a pin in that. Um, for wizards, uh, we're, we're making a level three character, but we'll start from level one so that we can build up on it. At level one, uh, you have three cantrips known. And two uh, first level spell slots. Yeah, yeah. and you get uh, your spell casting, obviously, and arcane recovery. Uh, and arcane recovery, if I scroll down fast enough, uh, is you learn to regain some of your magical energy by studying your spell book. Once per day, when you finish a short rest, you can choose an expended spell slot to recover. That spell slot can have a combined level that is equal to or less than blah 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 math, um, and just when you're looking at that, make sure you look at the math. But we don't need to go through that because that's a <laughs> to go through the math of everything for a wizard would take it three episodes. Um, so just make sure you're looking at your at your book or your notes for wizard, um, that and remember that you have that feature. Um, the- we need to come up with the hit points and then the, the final proficiencies and equipment. And then we'll, we could go into backstory. I mean, we could start at five, five hit points as an average. Uh, it's actually six plus constitution modifier for first level.
0: Which is zero with a
2: nine constitution.
1: Right. So it's six. And then we, if you want to just do the, the, it's a four average, uh, plus constitution, which is zero. Um, so we could just do, what, 6, 4, plus 4, so 14 uh, HP at level 3? Yep. Where's for me. Okay. And then... And lifters,
2: when you're doing hit points, you can go average like that. It doesn't make it easier to make it quicker. And sometimes your rules just suck, so...
1: Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, if, uh, for me... Uh, when I let people roll their their levels, I'm fairly nice just because it. I would care more about the role play than I care about your character's hit points. So if if you want to roll and you roll a four, five, or six, that's what you get. But if you roll lower than a four, I let you take your four plus your Constitution modifier. Like I don't, I'm not gonna make you. You know, oh, I rolled a one. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> I you can rule that way. There's nothing wrong with that. But since I'm very roleplay heavy, it it doesn't matter to me. Wait, how um, many hit points did you say that
0: you 14. were? 14. 14 for level 3. 14
1: for level
0: 3? That's
1: weird. Why? That's 6 plus 4 plus 4.
0: 6 plus 4 plus
1: 4. Yeah, because at first level they get 6 plus constitution modifier, which again is 0. And then...
0: It's not 0, it's negative 1.
1: Oh, it's negative one? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Have five, <laughs> <nine>. <laughs> okay. So it's five, eight, eleven. Eleven. Oof. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Good
2: job, Robbie. Nine in Constitution. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're <laughs> 11. I was like, why are you confused, Robbie? I cringe because I knew. Yeah.
2: Constitution hit points being. Ouch.
1: Yeah, that's an oof, but cool. Uh, and then proficiencies. We don't get any armor proficiencies. You're a wizard. Uh, you do get weapons, though. You get daggers, darts, slings, quarterstaffs, or light crossbows. Uh, for when you run out of those uh, those very important spell slots. Uh, you don't get any tools. Uh, and you're proficient in saving throws of intelligence and wisdom. Which means that when you are rolling said saving throw, not only are you rolling with your ability score modifier, you're rolling with your ability score modifier plus your proficiency bonus, which is attached to your level. So at level three, our proficiency bonus is plus two. It doesn't go up until level four. Level four. And then All you right. get to choose two skills. And I'll pass the mic. Uh, but we get to choose two skills from Arcana, History, Insight, Investigation, Medicine, and Religion. We already have Proficiency in Insight, so we can go to Expertise if we want, or pick something else.
0: So, who is our Mysterious Changeling Wizard? Was it a male, female, they? Well, I feel like all change links can be they/them. I feel like yeah. Um, like some might some might identify more as male and might identify more as female form. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm thinking, I am like pushing those aside off the cliff. I'm thinking um, we could do they/them and make a nomadic changeling that doesn't have a form that it that it keeps. It's this white, uh, this uh, pale creature with long white hair and it wears a, a wooden mask with, uh, with hollowed out eyes and a hollowed out like circle mouth. And it kind of lets out this like moan when it talks to people, but it doesn't like speak a language at first.
1: Okay, for that, I think, I think for a name, I would like something like veneer. Kind of has a double meaning to it.
2: Yeah,
0: veneer works. I like it. I like that. Veneer. How do you spell veneer? V-E-N-E-E-R. V-E-N-E-E-R. Veneer. I love it. I love
1: it so much. Excellent. All right. So... I would um, think, I, I mean, just to put my vote, I think at least one skill should be Arcana. You're a wizard. I agree.
0: <laughs> no, why would why would it be Arcana? Uh,
1: you're a wizard. Whatever,
0: like, <laughs> math, I mean, you're good at Arcana. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Arcana should be one. I also think, um, I also think medicine should be another one.
1: Um, I was gonna uh, actually argue between medicine and investigation because we're changeling. so as you said, we're uh, we're often used as spies. so medicine for the survival aspect of it, or investigation for searching for papers and uh, goods, things like that that are hidden maybe. Well yeah, but if we if we pick a
0: nomadic uh, changeling, I feel like they wouldn't be used as spies. They would be. Just living their best life. Okay. So medicine it, it is then?
1: Arcana um, and medicine? What do you think? Well, we
2: fine. Medicine works. Medicine?
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: The, the biology, they know from the changing, knowing where to put muscles and where to put things. I think medicine makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, that's a cool concept. Like, they just study the anatomy of creatures. Like, Shaping pieces. well yeah, the, the ability to
2: change
0: innately
2: knowing anatomy like you do because as a changeling they basically take over the entire body so that doesn't mean just the outside looks; that means organs that means everything right and to do that uh with thought like changelings do they know what goes where
1: yep Um, Okay, and so now, Thorn, here's your A or B uh, question. Do we want a quarterstaff or a dagger? Quarterstaff. Quarterstaff. I like it. He's a a hiker. He's a nomad. He's a nomad. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie, do we want a component pouch or an arcane focus?
0: Oh, who does component pouches anymore? I, I do,
1: actually. What? Yeah. See, because I run a campaign with a bunch of dungeon masters that I have to make everything harder so I actually make them keep con- uh, keep track of their components um, and Raven hates me for it, but she has to make sure to tell me that she goes into the store and buys the components for her spells. The <laughs>
2: reason I don't want a spellcaster.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then, um, I will pick, since we're, we're looking at a nomad, the, the choices between a scholar's pack and explorer's pack, I have to go with explorer's pack. Excellent. And then of course, your last starting equipment is a spell book, which makes sense. I feel so like- Robbie,
2: you said you wanted an arcane focus. So what is it?
1: Ooh, good question. Oh, the
0: arcane focus? The arcane focus. Yeah. Is the mask? Ooh. Oh. Good choice. Good choice. There yeah, that plant is the wooden is the wooden mask with the,
1: that he wears. Fair enough. Uh, so for you beginners and uh, newer players or aspiring players, uh, for a wizard at first level, uh, as far as spellcasting goes, you get three cantrips. your choice from the wizard spell list uh and you learn additional cantrips at higher levels Um, and then in your spell book you have a spell book containing six first level wizard spells of your choice but you have to keep in mind that you only have uh two spell slots at first level we're doing third so we have uh three cantrips known four first level spell slots and two second level spell slots um Do we um, do we want to go through the list and pick spells, or do we want to leave that alone because it's not necessary for background or anything? I mean, like
2: that? I mean, we we don't have to do it yet, but I think part of being a, a building a spellcaster is the spells. Okay, that's true. And, and I- also, <laughs> you might need to explain the difference for the for especially for for newer to fire player, the difference between a and a subslot.
0: Fair enough. That's true. Okay. I, mean, I have some opinions about which spells we. Can. You always have opinions, Robbie. I do you're just I opinionated. I am. You I am. I am, I am <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm very. Well, I mean, since we're since we're talking about okay, well, since we're going talking <laughs> about wizards first of all, and since we're going to have to pick on our cane tradition. Um we might, we could talk about spells while talking about the arcane traditions because they line up
1: mostly. They do, but before we get there I'm going to put put a little doorstop uh because we do need to the final uh modifiers that we need to come up with is our spell DC and our spell attack modifier.
0: That's true.
1: So spell DC
0: um uh
1: the DC is the um difficulty uh it's not cost, is it? No, it's difficulty class, just like armor class, right? Yeah, is... it's
0: like a, it's basically the the threshold that
1: someone has to roll over. Yeah, at... I always forget what DC actually stands for. But when you're when you're casting a spell that says roll a uh, let's say a wisdom saving throw against your spell DC, that's going to be what we're talking about here. And that formula for that is eight plus your proficiency bonus, which again is plus two for a level three character. And then you're in your Intelligence Modifier. So we have 8 plus 2 is 10. And then our Intelligence Modifier is 3. Yeah. So 13 is our spell DC. Mm -hmm. And then our Attack Modifier. So when we roll that d20 to see if we uh, hit the beast, it is your Proficiency Bonus, plus 2, plus your Intelligence Modifier, plus 3. So that's a plus 5 to any attacks that we roll. So again, that's we're rolling that d20. Say you roll a 15 on the die, then you add that plus five. You have a soft 20 to attack whatever it is. And unless it's a dragon, nine times out of 10, a 20 will hit. (laughs) Unless it's a dragon. Unless it's a dragon. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, the last little tidbit to talk about is just ritual casting. Uh, You can cast certain wizard spells as a ritual. Uh, that have the ritual tag. So as you're looking in the player's handbook or Tasha's or any supplement spell that you find in Unearthed Arcana or subreddits, what have you, uh, if you if it says can be cast as a ritual, you can cast it as a ritual. Good for you.
0: <laughs> it takes five
1: billion years to do. As far as roleplay is concerned, uh, the minimum is like ten minutes. <laughs> But um, it doesn't use spell slots. Yes, it doesn't use the spell slots. That's right.
2: And even though I said it, we didn't talk about it, cantrips can be cast as many times as you want. Your spell slots are expendable. Right. Yep, that's is
1: Which is why we have a quarter staff. That's true. Exactly. Tactfully, though, uh, for for you newer players, if you're in a combat, don't put your wizard five feet from the thing. Get away from the Ever. thing. <laughs> Stand far, far away from the thing. Unless you're <laughs> the a beefy thing is not your friend. <laughs> Unless you're a beefy wizard, like our constitution a- is nine, Robbie. We are not a beefy thing. You're stay right. Far, we are far a- away from the thing.
0: <laughs> but we we're not we're okay, so we're not like uh we're not a beefy wizard, right? But hear me out. Hear me out. Oh mm-hmm. um, when we start talking about the schools, though, we could be a beefy wizard.
1: Hey guys, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you like this content and you feel like supporting, visit us at patreon.com slash occupied dungeon and stay tuned for a 5 to 10 minute preview of some of that behind-the-scenes content that you get on Patreon. So, I Because I, 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 I figured we could challenge ourselves, you know, because a dwarven city or village, whatever. Usually, it's in the mountains, or at least in the hills. Now we're now we're challenging ourselves to make a dwarven uh, fishing village. It's near water. It's not in a hill. It's more like in a valley. So that was all we all we did so far. I did like a mild intro, uh, and then popped on. Okay. Thorn was in the middle of uh, uh, a sentence when his speaker dropped out. Um, so what were you going to say, Thorn? i forgot okay uh so so we were talking about um this description uh robbie when you got in um when the party gets to the to the fishing village they're gonna see these sailboats they're gonna see this foreign uh trawler type uh, vessel um they're gonna see that the instead of like fishing huts that we're normally used to for humans and orcs and such things uh, it's gonna be all—they're all stone, like little mini cabins, basically. Um, what is what is something that you would put into your fishing villages, knowing that it's dwarven? Um,
0: a dwarven fishing village would probably have um, a lot of the the. It would be more 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 geared towards uh like stone forge equipment, like uh. Mm-hmm with heavy like a lot of the architecture would probably be a lot of a lot more stone and blocky and the fishing equipment would probably be a lot more heavy and uh made of like uh made of not traditional um non-traditional metals but really well crafted
1: yeah i i I agree so i'm I'm typing up notes while we while we do this so the fishing equipment would be made out of like various metals like you said um
0: very um it would be a lot a lot of it would be forged and a lot of it would have um like probably stones and jewels um there would have to be i feel like the fishing villages would, would be located next to like mines or like very yeah, large like active sure. volcanoes um only because uh dwarves are i mean yeah there's tr- i don't want to say to like oh they traditionally live underground you have to like live in mountains but like it's a large part of their part of their their history so i mean it would make sense that they would
1: uh that they would be built around these areas um well and on top of that like there there has to be some um some logic even if it's video game logic of how these advanced um equipment and advanced vessels are able to just appear and so being located near a, a volcano or, or a mine makes sense because they're they're probably going to have at least one building which we can come up with a name of that is going to have like a stone forge and a, a a blacksmith that is just like continuously working on fishing equipment that's like his bread and butter he doesn't really do weapons he's like no i'm i'm more of the practical blacksmith <laughs> yeah definitely um there
0: would also be i don't know if I don't know. So like a fishing village, you're thinking like one that's next to a very large lake, or were you thinking like a pier? Um, I was but- thinking,
1: uh, I mean, I, you can change it if you guys want, but I was thinking more of like a, a wide uh like river, like similar to the Mississippi, where you're, you're able to like trawl back and forth up and downstream, but um, it's not like this huge expanse of a body of water yeah definitely um
0: you could also do i could make you could also make the argument that if you're gonna have a dwarven like fishing village and if dwarves are particularly more inclined to being in like mountains or underground caverns you could have an underground lake with um that's illuminated by like bioluminescent mushrooms and creatures and it could still be a fishing village per se with large but in the
1: underdark. But yeah, but it's in the dark. That's bit. actually really interesting. I'm down for that, actually. Uh, I think we do that and make it Duragar. Ooh. Okay, well, Duragar. I mean, aren't Duragar like lore uh, heavy on just being controlled by somebody? Well, most of the time, a lot. Well, a lot of the time, they're controlled by the drought yeah but not all or the like time. a beholder um because what but we not all do, the time that's true not all the time what we could do is uh we could either do a duragar if you guys like that or we could do um like still do a, a hill dwarf uh fishing village that's just in the underdark and they uh they can have a a dramatic encounter with the duragar or uh they could even be the first duragar Maybe this is the first village ever, uh, you know, some hill dwarves wanted to go underground for extra safety because um, I'm giving you guys part of my campaign, but they went <laughs> they went to safety because of a dragon infestation uh, on the main, on the surface, and they're becoming Duragar that are going to be accustomed to the Underdark, and so this is like the first... Hope you enjoyed that sneak peek at behind-the-scenes content on our Patreon. If you did, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash occupied dungeon. And if you like all of our content, give us a like and a follow. And if you don't mind giving us a review on the apps that you get your podcast content from, whether that be Podbean, Spotify, or Google
2: Podcasts.